Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today, we've got a crazy nuclear revenge story of sabotaging an entire business. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, getting the principal arrested. I didn't always want to be a teacher. I was always an active kid and a big one too. In the second grade, my parents put me in karate classes because I was just a big ball of energy and they had a newborn to deal with. Because of how active I was, I did most of the manual labor like taking out the trash and walking both our and the neighbor's dogs, among other things. I didn't hate doing these things at all. In fact, it made me a little more excited and able to sleep at night. At 7, I was diagnosed with ADHD, which honestly made sense to everyone who knew me, but I wasn't treated any differently. My parents already had a schedule that worked, so they refused the option to put me on any medication whatsoever. By middle school, I was on the swim team and basketball teams. They were the only two sports teams who didn't have clashing schedules and were right after each other so I could easily go from one to the other. I continued with the same routine until I graduated high school and I got sports scholarships into a few different universities. I decided in New York to go to school and I immediately loved it. I could never really settle down to watch many movies for more than 5 minutes, but the ones that I could watch were all based in New York. My favorite sitcom was How I Met Your Mother, it birthed my want to be in New York. My first agenda when I got to the Big Apple was to visit all of the legendary spots that were mentioned on the show. I had the time of my life and really enjoyed being there. By my second year, I'd been voted most valuable player on my team twice in a row, and I was doing amazing in school. It probably didn't sit well with some people and they were unhappy about my success, so an accident was staged. I slipped on some oil on the court, fell, and broke my ankle. It wasn't that fatal and I was told to rest, but I didn't listen and started playing a couple of weeks too early. It caused an even worse fracture and a cracked kneecap. That healed and I played for the rest of my college career, but then I discussed it with a doctor who said that it was too much of a risk to take, putting my knees and ankles at risk like that. I majored in literature and art history. Yes, I had two majors. So I decided to do a master's in education and get into high school teaching. It wasn't a random decision, as I'd helped tutor a few of my classmates in college, and they all told me how great I was at teaching. I was a student who had a hard time learning in school because of my ADHD, and I had teachers who cared about me enough to be patient with me. They were the ones who taught me also to be patient with others. My family was in full support of my decision, and I was set to start teaching at a school in Manhattan. It was great in the beginning. I was the history teacher and I got along great with the students. I loved history and had a great history teacher in high school and a history professor in college. So I was able to channel that to my students. I'm half black and half Chinese and the school majorly had black and Asian teachers. So I got along really well with nearly everyone. It was great and I was glad I'd chosen the path. As time went on, I realized that I still had a lot of leftover energy after dealing with the students, so I asked if they had a sports team. Coincidentally, they did have a basketball team that the principal coached, 
but he'd been away for three months due to a really complicated hernia surgery. I convinced the assistant principal to let me take the basketball team up again, and after some back and forth, she agreed. I was set to coach the boys and girls teams, so I joined them together into one big team and made them practice with each other. It went well. The kids loved it and I had a place to channel all my extra energy. Things continued to go really well for me, and at a point I was convinced that I'd found love, or at least I was close. It was stereotypical, but the art teacher was just a year younger than me, and she was the prettiest person I'd ever seen. She had the fluffiest brown hair and wore the nicest clothes, and I really enjoyed being in her presence. We were just getting to know each other, but hadn't really gone on any dates or met anywhere outside school. While I was still working my way up to asking her on a date, the principal returned. I had worked for the school for about six months at this point, and from the first day, I had never heard anything objectively good about him. Most of the staff and students hoped that he wouldn't return, but I heard that his brother owned the school, so it was highly unlikely. When he returned, we immediately started to have issues because I dressed too lax for a teacher and because I joined the male and female basketball teams together. It was nothing too serious, and after I gave him my reasons for why I did what I did with the basketball teams, he seemed to let me off the hook. Still, there were a lot of microaggressions, like the way he would shut me up out of nowhere and during training he would ask if I knew anything about basketball. I've never been one to boast, so I kept silent about my entire high school and college career. I continued to find ways to avoid the principal while doing my job the best I could, but after some time it seemed like he was just determined to push me into the corner and piss me off, and it took a lot to piss me off. The first thing he did was to approach the art teacher I was talking to. I had no idea of all of this and she only told me much later, but he approached her for sexual favors in exchange for a salary raise. She politely refused and told him that she didn't like to engage in any kind of workplace relationship beyond the platonic ones. It took some more convincing, but he finally let her be. I guess that when me and her started being a little bit more obvious about liking each other, it irked him. All of a sudden, he was starting to get on my nerves more. If I offered suggestions for anything, they got shut down right away before he would choose to hear me out. It was disturbing because at first, I had no idea what the reason could be. The art teacher, let's call her Leah, tried to convince me that she was the reason all of that was happening. I refused to listen to her because I wanted to believe that there was some kind of decency in the principle, and he just didn't like me as a person or maybe there was something I was doing wrong. Homecoming rolled around and I was on the committee and a chaperone. Most of the themes for the last couple of years were things like a winter wonderland and other very generic, also very nice themes. The students seemed to be bored and wanted a change of themes, so we suggested a disco-themed party. Everyone was on board except for the principal. He didn't want the tradition to end and said that he would only agree if the students were able to get 20,000 people to sign a petition within the next week. It was quite the challenge, but he seemed to forget that this was New York, one of the most populous cities in the country. Over half the signatures were gotten when I drove out during the weekend with Leah and a few other students who could fit in my car. While Leah and I walked around, the kids went and got as many signatures as they could. By the end of the week, we had an extra 200 signatures. The principal was livid, but he allowed homecoming to be what the students wanted. 
Summer holidays rolled around, but the kids that I coached in basketball had a few inter-school games once school resumed. Leah and I also made our relationship official, so between coaching the kids and hanging out with her, I was very busy. And happy, too. When the session started up again, it didn't take much for people to realize that Leah and I were together. One day he walked in on us being cozy in the staff room, and I could see from his glare that I would not hear the end of it. For the rest of the week, it felt like I was walking on eggshells. Leah was worried, but I found the situation funny. I told her that anyone would be jealous that they weren't the one with her, but he was married so it didn't have to matter. That Friday, the principal called for me and all the students that played basketball and asked to see us in the school gym. He then proceeded to announce that he was dissolving the girls' team because they weren't playing that many games and the board wasn't interested in funding any sports teams that wouldn't bring a profit to them. I hadn't been a teacher for that long, but even I knew that all he was saying were lies. I just tried to counter the fact that the female team had played more games than the male, and he just pretended not to hear me. Right after, he also informed me that my role of coaching the basketball team was reversed because I was bad at it. Not to body shame, but he was a 60-something-year-old man who had no idea the first thing basketball entailed. I had witnessed his coaching and it was painful. And I was a former athlete who took several courses on coaching. The last straw was when he approached my girlfriend and demanded that she break up with me. When she refused, he asked that she slept with him so that he would let her date me. She refused once again and swore that he would make her life miserable. I was beyond livid when she told me, and as I said, it took a lot to get me angry. Don't get me wrong, I was angry ever since he dissolved the girls' basketball team, but this one just made things worse, and I decided that he needed to be taught just a bit of a lesson. Unfortunately for him, and fortunately for us, he was a really bad person. I had the intention of trying to prove that he was stealing from the money intended for the school, which was why he lied that the board had defunded the girls' team. But when Leah and I got speaking to his secretary, we found out that he'd been stealing from every angle. Even when some students' parents would donate to the school, he held it back. After a lot more probing, we found that she had been harassed by him a lot. The only reason why she hadn't quit yet was that he had inappropriate material on her without her consent and used it to threaten her every time she tried to quit. When Leah tried to ask why she hadn't reported yet, She said that the police demanded evidence. So a few days later, Leah went to turn in a few materials and she had her phone in her pocket recording. He was his usual self and tried to make conversation and innuendos, both of which she declined. He got mad and got physical with her, laughing when she threatened to report. He asked her to ask all of the women in the school what happened when they tried to report it. The sexual harassment cases around him were over 20 from both students and staff alike, and by the end of the week, he was relieved from his job and locked behind bars. The vice principal became the principal once again, permanently this time, and the girls' basketball team was revived. I never thought of myself as problematic, and I still don't, but getting that man out of his mental state of being untouchable was the best thing I could have ever done. I'm just surprised that this guy thought he was so untouchable when the cases were building up against him. If you're working at a school and you can say, ask all the other women that I've affected, at some point that number is going to be big enough that somebody's going to take that seriously, right? That said, our next story is 
I sabotaged my neighbor's flower business. My ex left me for her. My ex and I met in a small town. It was the town I grew up in and had sworn that I would die in. I've always wanted a small country life. I didn't want any complications. I just wanted enough money to take great care of myself and to buy my needs and some of my wants. I also wanted enough to care for my dependents, of course. I wanted to have a family with the man I love. Nothing big though, two children, I hoped they'd come out the same sex, and a big dog because, let's face it, cats are not cute. It seemed like my dreams would finally come to life when I met my ex-boyfriend, but I had no idea what was coming for me. My ex visited my town with some of Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. His friends and their girlfriends, that was how we met each other. I worked in the mayor's office at the time and was just leaving for my house when I saw their group standing outside and looking for someone to take a picture of them next to a giant bird statue just in front of our office. I offered to help and they eagerly handed me the camera. Ideally, you shouldn't even be in this picture, one of the girls said to my ex, giggling. That was when I noticed him. His chiseled arms, dark hair and jawline. The rest of the group laughed and agreed with her. You should be the one taking pictures of everyone, a guy in the group said and everyone laughed. Make fun of me all you want, but I'm single and I like it, my ex shot back at them. No you don't, another guy in the group retorted and they all burst out laughing. Even my ex laughed with them. I thought, wow, what a fun group, and gave the camera to the girl who handed it to me. Just as I turned to go, I caught the guys whispering amongst themselves and I just knew they were talking about me. I knew it when guys were talking about me, when they were talking a guy up enough to walk up to me. I wondered which of the guys they were trying to help build up momentum and figured it was my ex, the single one. I lived with my parents and their home was close to where I lived, so I always made sure to walk home. I only ever rode with my colleague at work whenever I got tired from working all day. Walking was healthy and it was especially great on that day since a cute guy was trying to ask me out. I deliberately walked slowly so he could gather all the courage to come after me. Well, that worked. Hey lady, I heard him call after me. I turned around and saw that he was even closer to me than I thought. When he finally pulled up right in front of me, I was in awe. My knees went jelly. I didn't think I'd ever seen a guy that cute, not in my town. He was simply beautiful and he had a small, shy smile. Hey, are you a native of this town? I said yes. I replied too curtly and he wasn't sure how to continue. Do you and your friends need anything? I helped him. He said yes, we do. We're here on a super short vacation and we may need help finding our way around. I said can I ask a question? He looked eager to answer my question. Yes please. Why vacation here? 
It's a small town and we only have fish and water. He smiled. That's why it's a great spot. I love to fish. He smiled again when he saw me frowning in confusion. I suggested it. That's why my friends looked mad. You know, I just wanted a break from struggling to vacation in big cities. They wanted a vacation and it fell on me to choose a place. So I decided to do something unique. I said, they do look mad at you. He said they'll be fine. Also, with your help, we can find all the fun places around here. I said we don't have a lot of fun places, but I guess I could help you find a couple of places. He said that's great, thank you. He turned to leave. Aren't you going to take my number? I called after him. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can I please have your number? I was distracted by your beautiful smile. I smiled again. I just couldn't help it. I let him have my number and returned home. At home, I looked forward to receiving his call. My mom must have wondered what was going on with me. Are you alright, honey? She had a good laugh when I told her I was expecting a call from some guy I met just outside my office. Mom, it's not every day you meet someone new in a town like ours. I've been trying to meet someone new for a while now. Does this man live in this town? My mom asked me. I said no, he's visiting with his group of friends. They seem like a fun bunch. She said, honey, I want you to be careful. If he's here only on a visit, then you cannot get any ideas. I rolled my eyes. Mom, if two people want to make things work, then they can. She said, you haven't even gone on your first date yet. Heck, he hasn't even called you. Slow down, young lady. My mom is heavily guarded. She never wears her heart on her sleeves. She was very unlike my dad and me. My dad and I are just hopeless romantics. Just as my mom was about to say something, my phone rang. It was my ex. I stuck out my tongue to my mom. She understood that the guy was the one calling and seemed pleased that she was wrong. I hung out with my ex and his group of friends all through that weekend. We fell in love so fast and unexpectedly. We realized how much we had in common and it was a lot. He wanted to raise children in the country too and wanted a simple life. As a child raised in the city, he felt the noise of living in the city was too extreme for a child and he didn't want that life for his children. Like me, he wanted two children but didn't care about their sex. It all just felt right, especially since he didn't shy away from talking about long-term stuff like marriage and kids. He was unlike any guy I had met and I was excited about being with him. After that weekend, he left with his friends but we kept in touch. We made regular phone calls and he was so sweet. Exactly a month after they left, he called to tell me he had a surprise for me. He was right in front of the office, the first place we met. I was excited to see him and I remember thinking of how thoughtful he was to have returned to the place we met to ask me to be his girlfriend. Yes, he came to ask me that and I of course said yes. He said he knew it was going to be difficult navigating long distance relationship, but that we would get through it. I believed him and we started dating officially. He met my family and I spoke to his family over the phone. I was so happy about our relationship that I even introduced him to my pastor in the church. I sang in the choir and was a devoted Christian, so it meant a lot to me that he met my pastor. My ex was nearly as religious too, so it made sense at the time. Naturally, he started to visit often, and we spent our weekends together every two weeks. Things were great, and at some point, he started to consider moving in together. How will that work out since you work in the city, I asked him. It just will. That way I'll be home every weekend and we don't have to spend money on hotels. He agreed and I went house hunting. I found a beautiful home for us both. It was the right size and affordable too compared to the houses in the city. We moved in together and my parents were glad. I was happy and at peace. 
A month after we moved into our new home, a family of three moved in too. A beautiful woman about my age and her twin daughters. Her daughters were very pretty and since I loved kids, I welcomed them with cookies baked from scratch. She welcomed me in and allowed me to take a tour around the house and see how she decorated it. My neighbor and I were very cordial, though we weren't friends. My ex made two comments on separate occasions about how beautiful she was, but I never paid any special attention to his comments or thought of them as a sort of warning sign. It wasn't the first time he would mention that a woman was beautiful or compliment her on my face. I did the same whenever I saw a man whom I thought was good looking. I started to get the feeling that my ex was cheating when one day we went grocery shopping and I saw him smiling coyly at her. We saw her at the grocery store. I remember wondering if there was more to the grin exchange, but I was so ashamed that I thought about that and rebuked myself immediately. The second time, my ex informed me that he couldn't visit as usual on that weekend. My neighbor also told me she was dropping her twins off at their grandmother's because she needed a break. I wondered if she was taking her break alone, and then I wondered if she was taking a break with my boyfriend. Once again, I recused myself and blamed myself for having such unwholesome thoughts. One day, one of the twin girls climbed the tiny fence into my backyard, and I heard my boyfriend try to stop her from plucking flowers from my flower pots. Hey, I saw you sneak out of our house, she yelled. My ex shushed her and laughed quietly. I was shocked and started to wonder if that did happen, or if she was just being a child. When he came in, I told him that I heard their little conversation and asked what he was talking about. I wish I knew what she was talking about. Kids are weird and cute, huh? I managed to tell myself that he was right. Kids do say weird stuff. Perhaps she had seen her mom sneak out another man from their house and just assumed it was my boyfriend because they don't have a lot of men around them. Not long after, I started to notice a distance from my ex. He was avoiding me. I asked him many times about what was going on and he denied that anything was going on. We are fine, he would even say when we were clearly not. Anyways, long story short, my ex had not just been sleeping with my neighbor, they'd been actively planning a future together. I didn't know about this until two months later when I caught him sneaking out of her house and into her car. He came to town, but he told me he was still in the city and went to live with her instead. I was hurt and mad at the two of them. My neighbor was not my friend, but I believed she owed me a sort of loyalty to not go about sleeping with my man. I called after him, but he ignored me and she drove off. What really hurt me the most about our relationship was that he never officially broke up with me. He just disappeared and moved on to my neighbor. It was too embarrassing. My mom begged me to return home, but I refused. I had to get back at them somehow. My neighbor, just like me, had a flower garden, but hers was a lot bigger, and she tended to it very often and sold flowers from her garden. I did gardening only because I found it to be therapeutic. Another neighbor who knew about the whole situation told me that my ex and neighbor had rented a shop close to our house. They were going to make it into a flower shop. When she told me, I smiled. It was the perfect opportunity to ruin things for them. I asked the neighbor who told me to keep me updated about her flower shop, and she dutifully did. Nearly a week before they were to have their shop opening, I climbed the fence and got into her garden. I knew I could have been caught and maybe do a little bit of time, but I was fine with that. I just wanted to hurt them both. I had taken a big can of weed control spray along with me, so I sprayed them all over her flowers. The chemical was not enough since her flower pots were too many. 
but I made sure to get the chemicals in every corner, even if the flowers would die by half. I sneaked back into my house and waited for the cops to come and get me. Surprisingly, I wasn't arrested or anything. I did see some of the other neighbors going over to their houses and I heard one of them ask my neighbor if she had insured her business. Even the neighbor who regularly told me about their business went over to her home. I know for a fact that she knew I did it. She knew how interested I was in knowing all the details and she had probably figured that I had something planned. She just didn't want to get involved. I don't blame her for that and I certainly understand why she would want me to get revenge. Her husband left her for a younger model many years before. My neighbor was devastated and horrified. I heard that she told everyone that I did it, but my ex had insisted that I would never do something like that. Eventually, they all moved back with him to the city. I got tired of the boring town I lived in and left too. These days, I'm very interested in living in the city and enjoying the noise and complexity. I no longer believe in or even want love nor do I want a family anymore. Does anybody else think it's sad that OP's allowing this experience, although definitely damaging and something that really sticks with you for a long time, being the sole source of them giving up on love, giving up on a family that they had wanted before? I mean, I guess people change and they figure out more about themselves as they go through relationships. Maybe it's just one of those things for OP where they had a dream and a concept of how it would be, but... They realized it never actually is that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 